Welcome to the February edition of the Xcoders Community Podcast. I'm Jared Sorge, and this month I'm joined by Benji Dodgson. How's it going, Benji? It's going great. Thanks so much for spending some time with me. Yeah, thanks for hopping on. Uh, we haven't met in person, so can you tell me about yourself and how long you've been doing development, how you got started, and that kind of thing? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I look forward to meeting you, though. So me too. I hope to hope to make that happen. Uh, the next couple of weeks. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So for me, uh, becoming a developer has been one of those things that I never thought I was going to do. Um, I, <laughs> I kind of grew up uh, being this kid in high school that was never, could never sit still and was always agitated and, and felt like I wasn't really that smart. I I think I barely passed high school. There's like actually like a a picture of me and my mom uh <laughs> holding my envelope with my diploma in it and we're both like pointing at it because we're legitimately surprised anything's in there <laughs> and um <laughs> so you know when i was maybe in my late 20s um i just kind of had this moment where i was like gosh i just have no idea what to do with my life and i was like so tired of these you know, retail restaurant type mm-hmm. jobs that um, I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And I took a month. I talked to um, a bunch of like really good friends, read some really good books and just kind of realized what I was good at and what I wasn't good at. And then it was just kind of a culmination of those things just had this light bulb effect with me. And I was like, I, you know what? I really like Apple. Um, I love technology. I love building stuff. I love problem solving. Why not be a developer? And then <laughs> I spoke to a friend in the industry and she was like, you know, it's probably one of the few careers that you could actually, you know, make a good income from and not necessarily need a degree um, mm-hmm. because there's such a demand for work. So yeah, with that, I basically was like, okay, I'd never seen a line of code before. And I just, started to devour anything that I could find online and um, was lucky enough to uh, go to a short boot camp um, back mm-hmm. when they were just kind of getting started. There wasn't very many of them around. I went to one back in Chicago mm-hmm. um, and had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> it was very frustrating, um, but, but it was good. It, it, it kind of, uh, got me into this network of people all in a very similar place. And I had really great instructors that were very encouraging. And, and even when I wanted to quit, I just, mm-hmm. uh, they, they were just like, just, just stick it out. It, it'll it eventually click. So, you know, I beat my head against the wall enough times, uh, that, yeah. that, 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 that ended up being true. So yeah, absolutely. Um, that eventually led me out to Seattle where I got my first internship. Um, what year was like this? This was 2014. Okay. 2014, 2015. Yeah, I think February of 2014. So, coming up on six years then. Yeah, coming up on six years. Man, I don't think I've said that out <laughs> loud in a while. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and that kind of, you know, one thing after another, um, just slowly got more and more work and, um found myself in better and better positions and mm-hmm. um and now I'm at a really great startup uh, downtown called Tomorrow and it's 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 honestly the best job I've ever had that's super cool 
what do you do yeah. for them? Yeah, so the majority of my days actually spent uh, working on the iOS app. Um, I would say that for myself, I have enough self-awareness to realize that I'm not necessarily ever going to be like the top tier de- uh, developer. Mm. Those types of people, um, you know, they're, they're the guys that can sit down for, you know, 10 hours and just stare at a screen and code all day long. And, and they love <laughs> to build stuff. They love the, you know, not to stereotype them, but, you know, they're maybe a little less, less social and they like to figure out these like really, really deep uh, problems. And that's not necessarily where my strength lies. I love a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really love to do is figure out the right problems to solve, not just solving any problem. Mm. Um, so I really have enjoyed uh, spending my my skill set on more of the business and product side. Um, gotcha. So that's a lot of what I do uh, and what I hope to do more of in in the next year. So me and the founders, we, we've got a really great relationship. You know, it's a startup, so we all wear multiple hats. But I've kind of worked mm-hmm. myself into a position where I get to have a lot of say. Uh, and a lot of input into what we actually end up building and why we end up building it. Um, so that's been super, super fun. So I feel really valued. Um, and, and, uh, it's really hard at the same time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is also kind of part of the thrill of it. So. Sure. Yeah. How many iOS engineers are on your team? You know, we just hired another one. So there Congrats. is four of us now. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, one uh, one is probably my best friend here in Seattle. Uh, also, legitimately one of the best developers I've ever worked with. Um, the other one is a uh, a guy that just moved to Seattle fairly recently, and the other one is um, a really wonderful woman that ended up getting hired after an internship program that uh, myself and my counterpart uh, put on. That was a that's year really and a half, cool. Two, two years ago, so. Yeah, we're a really close knit group, and um, it's it's a lot of fun to work with them. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really really good. Love seeing internship programs work out like that. You know, it was is really funny because it is a lot of work, but at the same time, I just feel like when you kind of put yourself into this uh, into this atmosphere of of needing to teach. Then mm-hmm. you yourself have to kind of make sure you really know what you're talking about. So yeah. I found it as as beneficial as as they did and then also you really find someone when you when you find people that can genuinely appreciate the opportunity um this woman in particular she was coming from an industry um in therapy or where she was working as a therapist with some pretty difficult um people and you know just basically changing her whole life around and and she was kind of at this cusp where she had done some development work before um, but found it really frustrating. It was a very male dominated place and they weren't encouraging or helpful. She always felt like she was a burden. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she, you know, was, was in the internship program with us and, you know, we really care. We, we, and we love to teach. So she just found it just a night and day difference being so supportive. And now we've got someone that's, you know, heart and soul in it. And, and that's really hard to, find uh in the industry because as a developer you've got a million opportunities and when you can really kind of capture that um with with someone that you work with mm-hmm. uh, ultimately ultimately it's a good business decision <laughs> so oh yeah for sure 
um, sure. yeah, it's been it's been really good. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did you hear about Xcoders? Oh man, Xcoders! I have. Uh, I think it was in the process of um, this past year. Uh, you know, it's it's not easy to find good talent, um, and that's what I was really trying to focus on this past year as we you know raised another round of funding and whatnot. So. I was like, there's got to be a Slack channel for, <laughs> for uh, iOS developers in Seattle. And, and that's what landed me on it. And uh, I've actually connected with some really great people, uh, yourself included. Um, so it's been, it's been really fun um, to kind of yeah chat with other people and get to know them and uh, see who else is out there. Because mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, especially being in a small startup, you, you, you kind of live in this little cave yeah and, absolutely uh, you, don't get, you don't get out too much so it's it's nice to <laughs> kind of connect with other people <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it's really a great group um which which one do you go to well you know <laughs> I, you're laughing i asked the question we're, knowing the answer we've, yeah you asked the question knowing the answer well i have a confession i've never been to a group but um i actually uh you know, I've, I've, I've actually, as of last week, um, intentionally freed up my schedule every other, um, Tuesday and Thursday to, to make sure I can start making some meetings. Cause you know, I've got this project that I'm working on and I'd also want to just genuinely meet other people. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's always something that you can learn, uh, from someone else. I've just, I continually am reminded of that. Um, there's always a better way to do things. There's always a, a new paradigm or a new architectural structure or this little like, gosh, I, you know, I can't even tell you how long I've been working with a bool. And I just realized that there's like a toggle, a toggle function. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, how did I not know that this was here? Um, so a lot of people do not know that exists. It's it, fairly recent to the standard library within the last two years, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's super common to not know that that exists. Yeah, I mean, it's something I've written like 10 times and mm-hmm. yeah, it's great that I don't have to write it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's or exactly why they, why they added it. Yeah. I yeah. remember when it went through the, the Swift Evolution process to be added and a lot of discussion was around, well, is it worth adding this small little thing? And then just like you said, I add this to every project I work on. Why would it not be mm-hmm. part of it? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. So you mentioned the Tuesdays and Thursdays. We've got the the Tuesday group, which is the NS Coder night, and that's where you can bring your laptop to a coffee shop and hang out with people there and ask questions and answer questions. And the really cool thing is when you get to flip your role from being the asker to being the answerer. Mm-hmm. And that's one when you know that things have clicked, and two when you actually like build a trust relationship with other people because they'll start to realize you know what you're talking about and that you want to invest in them so it's kind of like the mentorship angle it's like you get to help other people because you didn't get to where you were by yourself you had someone else or a bunch of others pouring answers into you little at a time big at a time however it was and oh yeah I it's totally amazing. agree. I, I absolutely schmoozed my way into the role that I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I made sure that every single person that I bugged and was, you know, poking on Slack and 
spent too much time on you know video chat with that um that they felt very appreciated because mm-hmm. yeah you just there's no way there's this there's this industry moves way too quickly um there's such a huge learning curve um at the beginning mm-hmm. that you you just you need as much help as you can get um mm-hmm. cuz it's a lot it's a lot to grasp from the beginning and it just it's got to it's got to seep in slowly so absolutely anyway. i yeah. think also the thing that i've found most surprising about being a developer is the most rewarding part are the friendships i've made it's not mm. like any code or anything i've written that that i'm like super proud of or anything it's the people that i've been able to do projects with or get to know through xcoders or work or whatever and that's the that's the stuff that's going to last more than any API that we might use or or create out of thin air. It's it's yeah a really unexpected side effect that has been amazing. Well, I look forward to experiencing that firsthand. Absolutely, and the Xcode. We've groups. got our next meeting yeah. coming up on Thursday, as we record yeah. it Sunday before uh, our February meeting. So. Hope hope you can make it out on Thursday. I won't hold you to it right here, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pl- I'm planning on it. Awesome. I'm planning on it. Awesome. Yeah. It'll be great to have you. So you mentioned an app that you're working on that sounds like it's outside of tomorrow. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, you know, the app is called Benji. Uh, it's kind of an ode to my childlike self when I was young and free <laughs> and um, was much more uh i think in a i think in a healthy way like in touch with my feelings you know when i was happy i laughed and when i was sad i cried and when i was angry i was you know uh angry um <laughs> yeah. and i think that so much of being an adult is just this numbing experience um this distracting experience and and what benji is really is about is is an effort to do um gosh, do this thing with tech differently. I have this very um, tumultuous relationship with the industry. Uh, I, I just, on one side of it, man, it's amazing. I mean, you look at a guy like Elon Musk, you look at, you know, what's happening with with uh, Apple and Google and, and all of these companies. And it's like, man, sky's the limit. The, the stuff that they're putting out there is is really incredible. And then on the other side, you have just this realization of really what the cost of a lot of that is. And, and it's, excuse me, it's, it's, it's around this idea of like, I think we've just been asking the wrong questions. I think we've been asking like what we can do and not what should we do. Hmm. And uh, particularly in the area of um, social media and communication and these messaging platforms, I just see this, this trend of um, kind of what's been dubbed as this gig attention economy mm-hmm. and, and the byproduct being uh, we're just anxious. We're, and, and that anxiety is a direct result of the overstimulation that, that happens on these platforms. And then, you know, you can think of it as like, Oh, well, I'm just kind of nervous all the time, but you know, you get, it's just so common to, you know, be at a dinner table or out with friends and just be on your phone and not even present. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's hard for people to read with books uh, to, you know, sit down and read a book anymore or, um, you know, you can even take it back. There's, there's research that shows that, that kids that grow up using devices are actually their, their ability to understand empathy is being delayed by, by years. So, mm. um, I mean, obviously like there's, you know, the, the newsworthy items now where there's, you know, the election stuff and, and the vanity through, um, using all of these filters and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, hold on, hold on. This doesn't have to be like this. Like tech isn't the problem. It's how we're using it. It's this lack of autonomy over these over these platforms. Um I shouldn't have to pay with my data and my privacy and my attention span um and my interferes of comparison and all of these things in order to use these uh to find value in these platforms. There doesn't have to be these compromises. Mm-hmm. Um, so what my project really is about is like, well, okay, what's one thing that tech can do well. And one of the things that I think it can do well is actually help us, uh, communicate and connect, um, in a really, uh, beautiful way. It, it will never be, um, a hug or a kiss or a friendly word, you know, th- those human connections, but I think it can actually encourage those. I think it can enhance those. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really the idea behind Benji. It's, it's a humane look at what a social network could be. Cool. Is it is it stream of consciousness kind of like Twitter is in that conversation? Or is it like private groups and sharing like Facebook? Or is it kind of somewhere in the middle? That's a great question. Um, you know what? I it's both a um I, I guess my vision for it is like, okay, if I am gonna build uh something that's I do want to compete with the Facebooks of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to start small. And for me, I think it's really about, um, the most important people in, in someone's life. So how do I capture those people? How do we create a meaningful service? Um, that really is a, is a benefit to those five to seven people that you communicate with on a regular basis. Um, so that's primarily, primarily what it is. It's, it's got some messaging functionality around it, um, that allows you to, more or less kind of connect and communicate in a very meaningful contextual way. Um, most services I find um, are very content related. It's all about like what GIF you can send or what emoji <laughs> or whatever. Uh, mine is much more about context. Cause I think context actually encourages meaningful communication. Um, mm-hmm. So you'll you support know, you'll, animated you'll, GIFs though, right? Of course, okay. because I think that, yeah, no, I think that there's, I think that there's value in that. It's, it's not just, I just don't want that to be the thing. I don't want that to be like the trend of the platform. And I, and that's sure. honestly what a lot of what I see and what currently exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real thing that, that I'm, that it's about is actually this nice, creating this nice routine, um, throw, I think kind of alludes to it. I read a book recently um, called Digital Minimalism. And it's this idea that Thoreau really, um, you know, he goes off to the woods to kind of find himself and 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 get away from anyone. But then he found um, that he was drawn to people. He was drawn to, uh, he, he was made, he, he started to realize how much he needed and how much he wanted to connect with other people. And then once he did, he f- found that he was drawn back to the wilderness, back to this cabin. Um, and 
I think that that's what I'm trying to kind of capture with with this particular platform Mm -hmm. um, in regards to I'm going to bring this all full circle in regards to notifications. Notifications are one of the strongest triggers um, in in basically training our brains to engage with our with our phones Um, and every notification um, based on uh, recent research is actually a 20 minute distraction. So what I've done mm-hmm. is I've, and, and, and the majority, if, if you were to look at your phone, and I would encourage anyone that is uh, listening to this to go onto your uh, phone settings and actually look this up, look to see where you're actually getting the most notifications. And not only that, look to see which, is the, which um, are the apps that you're using most often on first pickup. And more than likely, it's an app with messaging capabilities. And it's because these notifications that come from actual people are much more enticing to actually bring you into the app. But the thing is, is like the average is 20 minutes and your brain actually goes through two to three other processes before it even gets back to the thing that you were doing before, whether that's work or dinner with family or whatever. Um, I think we can all attest to this feeling of like, you know, feeling your phone vibrate in your pocket while someone's talking to you and you're Mm -hmm. just, you're you're listening, but you're not all the way there, and they're kind of aware of it, and you're aware of it, and it's just that's not that's not mm. how it's supposed to be. So, a lot of what this app does is um, it takes that and it just removes it, and it says, by default, every message that you send is going to be queued up to a time when you're most ready to read and respond, and if there is something that's important, then the sender can actually decide that they can say okay i'm in i'm choosing to let you know that this is important and then that will be the message that sends a notification along with it and possibly a text message or something else in the future mm-hmm. um and then once someone actually uh consumes that consuming a message uh setting it to red is actually an intentional process as well um then the other person mm-hmm. is notified that that message has been sent Okay, and uh, this is just one of those little things, um, one of these little features that uh, the MVP of the product is trying to accomplish. So, mm-hmm. yeah. is it out yet, or is it about to be out? You know, it's a work in progress. Uh, okay, it's not out yet. Um, this is, man, this isn't one of those. Um, <laughs> I want to be my own. Uh, CEO type situations. I, I think there's a lot of that kind of entrepreneurial spirit in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is my lifelong project. Um, so I I want it to be right. I want it to be want it to be uh, good enough to kind of put in front of people. This is not something that I necessarily need to validate, or at least I don't feel the need to. I've <laughs> I've done that over the past man six or seven years at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it'll be out this year for sure, and very uh, cool. I'm, I'm I'm really excited to put it in front of people. I'm I'm putting a lot of work into it, so very cool. I'm yeah. excited to see it. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see it. <laughs> is it <laughs> nervous be, and excited? <laughs> is it going to be primarily mobile focused, or is it going to be a, like a web or desktop component to it? It's going to be mobile focused, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. There's a there's a bigger plan, but for right now, it's there's such a 
uh, I've got my own beef with web apps yeah. and all of that fun stuff. Um, gotcha. And actually, I actually see a way around that. Um, so cool. There's a lot of a lot of disadvantages to a web app um, than to yeah. going native. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever you do put it out, definitely let us know, and we'll post about it from our Xcoders Twitter accounts and uh, social our social media and all that stuff. We really only have Twitter. Um, but we'll definitely hype it up once once you get it out there. I would love that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I plan on doing a uh, a beta launch in the next uh, month or two. Okay, where I'll kind of invite a small small group of people that are you know passionate about this particular type of problem, mm-hmm. and uh, and and see how it works for them, and see how I can make it better. Awesome. Yeah. So. Before we go, do you have any tips for someone who was who is in the position you were six, seven years ago trying to break into development or iOS in particular? Yeah, I do. That's a really good question um, because uh, it's funny. I was just talking to some two other guys on um, the Xcoders uh, uh, Slack channel the other day, and and you know the. There is this idea of like, is this for me? Is this something that I that I want to do? And I think that, and once you do even answer that question, then you've got to actually answer, can I do this? Um, because it's mm-hmm. not for everyone. Not everyone can, uh, or 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 will this find, or will find this a fulfilling career? Um, I think you just got to build something. You know, I think that there's a, so much uh, noise online. There's so many articles and blog posts and. A lot of it's mm-hmm. garbage, honestly. And I think that if you're really going to make it figure, it, figure this out if this is for you and that this is something that you could ultimately really enjoy doing, um, just just find something simple. Um, find, a, find a terrible app on the App Store and try to remake <laughs> it. You know, I, I, <laughs> I literally uh, I looked at um, a marriage app. Uh, last night with my wife and it's there's just for that like i know there's an <laughs> it's the what is it it's the i'm gonna butcher the name it's like the Gautam gupta marriage question huh. thing i i totally butchered the name anyway the app is <laughs> very very subpar apologies if the developer is listening to this um and i was just like i could remake this in a day and, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's finding something like that where it doesn't matter how simple it is. You know, my wife was, you know, learning development this past year and she wanted to build a timer for, mm-hmm. um, for her, for her music lessons. And it, it just start there, do something. Mm-hmm. And, and that will stick so much more than, you know, going through a bunch of tutorials and, um, not to say that there isn't a place for those, mm-hmm. but, um, but if you do those in combination with with something that you're actually building for yourself, it's just it's gonna stick. It's gonna mm-hmm. stick so much more. Yeah, I can't agree with that more. Um, tutorials can be super great, but I think you need to see or go into them having idea of what you need to get out of it and look for that kernel of what you're looking for. Because oftentimes there's scaffolding around like how you set up a sample project and all that, and you don't necessarily need mm-hmm. all that. But extract the little nugget of what you need from the blog post or the Stack Overflow answer and type that into your Xcode project. And that was yeah. something that I saw or I got um, advice from 
uh, a guy named Rob Napier. He said that he uses Stack Flowover all the time. He's a senior engineer. He's been doing this for decades. But instead of copy-paste out of the blog post or the Stack Overflow question, he actually types it in to help reinforce in his head what he's doing and learn what it is that he's doing. And that's a re- yeah, that's great. That's actually what I did. Um, even though I had no idea what I was typing, mm-hmm. um, just <laughs> you, yeah. you start to you, uh, build up a little bit of muscle memory, and you're just like, wait, this doesn't look exactly right. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. and then you start to uh, that that encourages encourages you to kind of find out why, and mm-hmm. and that actually does help in the beginning. Oh, and then you can start playing around with, well, what happens if I change this number from a ten mm-hmm. to a twenty? And it's like, oh, my corner radius is way different now. And so I can see that on the screen. And you start like poking around and learning how things work by actually doing. And it's exactly it really helps reinforce everything in your head. And yeah, yeah, that's super helpful. Yeah, I agree, man. I wish I wish there was more of this on online in particular. Hey, you know, there's the Ray Wenderlicks and the Stack Overflow posts and the you demis of the world but Mm -hmm. yeah it's really hard to just find you know that function or that bit of code that just is that Mm -hmm. thing that you need versus all of this fluff because it man i i sympathize with uh new developers it's it's so hard to determine at a glance like what you actually are looking for Mm -hmm. um and i just one of the things that i've tried to do in in some of the open source projects that i've worked on uh is is really make it absolutely only what's necessary and nothing else mm-hmm. most i find that most open source projects tend to get into this trend of like let's try and solve every every single person's problem <laughs> and every every single person's feature request right and then it just becomes this monstrosity of a thing mm-hmm. that like no one can really learn from or use relatively easily Mm -hmm. um because it just has so much clutter yeah yeah a couple things that i've found super helpful as well are screencasts so there's a couple in mind uh ns screencast from ben sherman he puts out i think it's weekly videos that uh and he kind of batches them up into themes as well so like he went through uh let's build a podcast app from will concept it out in sketch all the way through execution of the app and to watch it go from zero to a product. And you could pick out, oh, you're going to be doing tab bar things in this episode. I would need to learn how to do that. Or you're going to do audio player stuff. Or for me, sketch Mm. is super intimidating and all the UI design is super intimidating. So I watch those. I need to rewatch them again. Uh, his videos are super good. And then there's the uh, Objective-C.io guys, or Obj-C.io. Yeah. And they've got a series of videos called Swift Talk. Um, and they're phenomenal. They've got several books out as well. And it's really cool to watch people who are really, really good at what they do and learn some of their tricks. Uh I've learned so much along the way from from just watching experts, either through screencasts or or talks or WWDC, whatever it is, and it's been really helpful. 
Yeah, I, I love the WWDC stuff. That's like the Oscars for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Oscars love, and Christmas all wrapped up in one. Oscars and Christmas. I'm totally... I mean, I'm a little less of a fanboy now just because, you know, the the effect is kind of worn off over the years. But um, I always love to see, you know, how Apple is approaching new features and problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that that's great. Actually, my wife did a she did a great uh, Udemy course um, that was super thorough and it was like fifteen dollars. Yeah, man, I wish I wish I had done that versus pay crazy amounts of money for like a two month school. But <laughs> hey, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, absolutely. But it's awesome that you got to where you did, and uh, it's it's hopefully encouraging to people who are going through those things that they can figure it out. There are the the tutorials and the people who want to help them out. So that's why our community exists. Yeah, is really I help mean, each other out. Find find people that are willing to help you. That's that's the only reason why I'm here. I'm yep. not. There's same. There's just no other way to put it. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for thanks for joining the show. Oh man, it was my pleasure, Jared. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm me. looking forward to meeting you on on Thursday. Yes, it's going to great. happen. I'm speaking it into existence. It's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> and thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you next month.